0: You are now listening to The Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello and welcome to The Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network, the first in the post-Todd Bowles era. My name is Andrew Claudio, joining me for our first show of the offseason, season is Jesse Finver. Jesse, it happened.
1: It finally happened, Andrew. And uh, let me tell you, it feels great.
0: It, it's it's freeing, you know? It, yeah. It's, it's the Shawshank's, Shawshank Redemption scene where he climbs through the pipes, through all the shit, and through all the muck to finally sense what freedom tastes like.
1: Yeah, and yes. it, it, it was a long time coming. Uh, we've been saying it for... Pretty much the majority of the season.
0: Um, I was out after the Dolphin game, the the, yeah. fr- the second Dolphin game, when, yeah. when that was so clearly I needed my coach to make a decision so much earlier than he did, and we lost to, break, to Brock Osweiler. That's when I was out officially.
1: Yeah, you know, it started last year I was starting to be out on him. Um, you know, I was that first free game losing streak uh, after that, after the Jaguars game. I was like, eh, and then the Broncos, Colts, kind of brought me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, but then Vikings, Bears, Dolphins, and then right around there, same as you. That was just like, all right, that's the finals. Like he has to, he has to go. That was
0: nine of his last ten games for like th- last year. They were what three and two, and then lost nine of their last eleven games. Like, yeah, was a they bad were coach. Two
1: and three, or it was one of. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He won. He got lucky in 2015. He got very lucky with that roster mm. and the way, th- the way things came together. And Fitzpatrick was able to maintain that for so long um, until that final game, um, which I actually read something really interesting this weekend. Yeah. Um, there was a, a quote, or it wasn't a quote. It was more of like an observation uh, where they pointed it out. They, they sat Chris Ivory in the first half of that Buffalo game. To save him for the playoffs because he was dealing with an injury
0: What? I knew he was injured I didn't know he was dealing with an injury I didn't know they that's sat, why they sat him he he
1: could have played and they sat him now and I'm even by that point upset. and by that point the Jets were already down like 13 nothing or 10 nothing and it was too little too late um which seems like it's a it's a theme with the Jets too little too late yeah like the 2010 the... AFC championship game no, against no, I don't want to mention Steelers. that that's literally there's the worst always, Jets always loss of about, my life. <laughs> it's always too little, too goddamn late with this team. But well, you know, hopefully now that, there's now that Todd's gone, yeah, hope, Greener yes. pastors ahead. Um, yeah, hopefully we're in the right direc- going in the right direction.
0: So I don't want to we've we've already given Todd Bowles way too much of the show. Today I will just ask one question before we get into uh, the draft. They're going to have the third pick in the draft and we'll talk a lot about the head coach on this episode but do you think Todd Bowles works in the NFL in 2019? Because technically they fired him before the end of his contract, right? As a head coach? No, will he work? Well, I guess, yeah. But like, what if he works, what do you see him as?
1: No, I, I don't see him as a head coach um, anytime soon again. But he is, a, he is very, very, very widely respected in this league. Uh, a lot of people really like Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is, is a good guy um all class that's one thing they have to say todd bulls he handled everything the utmost professionalism um the, the the absolute perfect uh picture of class uh and respect and grace um especially- I, I, I
0: value that a little less <laughs> to be no, honest. I, like I, if he had handled I, it with uh if he had handled yeah. it worse he would have been gone sooner that's all yeah, yeah, that, I that, respect. That, that. He's he's a he's a likable guy. Apparently,
1: yes, and he has a lot of respect throughout the league. He will get a job in this league. He will work again. He is going to be a defensive coordinator. He'll be a defensive backs coach probably next, and then he'll work his way back up. He'll get a job next uh, the year after as a defensive coordinator, and who knows? Maybe somebody else who has a really good relationship with him, since he's a well liked guy, will give him another chance. But. I mean, based on what we saw, it's not as much as him teaching people how to play the game as much as it is managing the game. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's never been a good manager of the play clock. He's never been a great play caller. Um, I mean, I, no, that's not fair. He's never really had to call offensive plays. He's a defensive guy. And the defense has always been solid, you know. It's not like there's been a lot of breakdowns. It's usually just – it's been a lack of talent uh, on the defensive side. I feel like and, uh, not necessarily scheme. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw Jordan Jenkins, a third-round pick, at seven sacks this year. Henry Anderson had a good, a solid year. Like he, he, he gets, he gets a lot out of guys, you know. Um, but like Dale Roberts was a was a solid contributor this year, you know. Like that's Todd Bowles coaching up him defensively, coaching him up defensively. But when it comes to calling timeouts correctly uh, or deciding to punt the ball on your opponent's forty-five, and when you're down. Uh, in the fourth quarter, he's not very good at that. So uh, it was definitely time for a change, and uh, he won't be he won't be being a head coach anywhere anytime soon. But he'll definitely have a coordinator job of some sort next year.
0: I agree. Uh, I think Arizona is prime for that. Or honestly, not maybe not even Arizona. Like I wouldn't. Maybe he doesn't go right back to there. Uh, I could see him going wherever Bruce Arians goes um, if Bruce Arians comes back to the NFL. Uh, yes. I would just like to point out uh, Todd Bowles was the first winner of the Assistant Coach of the Year. Uh, the other winners um, are Wade Phillips, Kyle Shanahan, and Pat Shermer. So I don't know if that award really gets it that right because they've like we're looking at a lot of six and ten, four and 12, well, 3 and thirteen on this it, list it was as head coaches.
1: The award is the six and ten. or sorry, the six and ten. The <laughs> the assistant coach of the year, right? Because like yeah. all those guys were had fantastic years
0: as assistant as coach. Yeah, as coordinators. Yeah. Uh, they definitely deserved
1: it. Who but wins like, it this year? Um, Does
0: Wade Phillips win it again?
1: No, no. Uh, maybe like Eric Ben-Ame, um, who might be uh, the Jets coach in yeah. the near future. Um, he is he's the offense coordinator uh for the They're chiefs hire another one
0: jeez okay yeah it, by the way I did my we're gonna get a lot into the the list it's b enemy so like b enemy. enemy that's how I was able to eric phonetically spell it out eric b enemy uh right. you'd be surprised how long I had to find someone to tell me how to pronounce monkin too. Um, (laughs) so let's hop right into it, then. Rest in peace to Todd Bolzaro. Best of wishes to Todd and his family. Uh, good riddance as a fan, though. Uh, You were one of the worst coaches, probably the worst coach of my life, and I watched Eric Mangini, and I'm old enough to watch the last year of Richie Kotite. So, anyway, um, let's get into the head coaching search, because I've got six candidates, excuse me, seven candidates that have either been connected or are available and are really the only realistic possibilities I see. And we'll start at the top, and it's the guy with the most accomplished resume. We've hinted at it throughout the season that we don't want this. I've literally only heard one very loud midday show host say that he wants this guy. And everywhere else, more informed Jets fans say that they don't want Mike McCarthy Uh as far as the resume goes, he's 125-77-2. Uh, as a an offensive guru, he's a former offensive coordinator. He was, worked with Rich Gannon and Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, obviously the big names. Um, he actually worked with Alex Smith for a year. And then the following season, Alex Smith showed competence. So I don't know what that says about him. Uh, in his 13 years with the Packers, uh, he had nine top 10 offenses as far as total yards and top f- three top five offenses uh, that's in 13 years he had three top five offenses when his quarterback was Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre um, and he's 3-8-1 in his, and he's 3-8-1 in 12 games without Aaron Rodgers Desi what, what do you think of Mike McCarthy as a right I think now?
1: he's I don't think he's a very great like great coach I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback I've ever watched in my entire life. 100%. And I don't think it's particularly close. No one has the 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 abilities that he does to be able to throw in the run like he does as far as he does, as accurately as he does, uh, and do it so often in the clutch uh, and, and winning so many games while doing so. Uh, Mike McCarthy has benefited so much. Like, like, people love to talk about whether or not Tom Brady is a system quarterback, right? And, like, people like to... Uh, say like oh it's all Belichick you know it's all the system that he's created meanwhile Belichick is the defensive coordinator Um, so (laughs) so there's that (laughs) Um, but when it comes to the Packers because it's always Brady and Rodgers that are talked about Aaron Rodgers is never like no one's ever saying did did Mike McCarthy make Aaron Rodgers yeah right that's not a thing because you can't teach what Aaron Rodgers does it's just something that you have right? And and he got incredibly lucky. They've only won one Super Bowl for a reason because I think Mike McCarthy has been holding them back. And and there's other reasons as well. I mean, the, the, they don't sign free agents in Green Bay and there's a, other things like that. But, it, it, it Aaron Rodgers made Mike McCarthy. I think Sam Darnold's good. He's definitely not Aaron Rodgers. Nobody's Aaron Rodgers. All right? Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> it's a hot take,
0: Jesse. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? It's
1: crazy, right? But, <laughs> I don't think. You look at the the numbers: three, eight, and one without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right. Uh, are the Jets any more talented than the Packers are this year?
0: I'd argue they'd be are a hint less. Um, like they played each other. It was a very close game. Yeah. It's very close game.
1: And honestly, like I, I think that the fact that I think it's 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 pretty even roster wise. It's just that they yeah. have Aaron Rodgers and the Jets have Sam Darnold, and Sam played really really well against Green Bay. Right. And he kept them in the game, right? Uh, but like with Mike McCarthy, like you look at that roster, it, it, that they, sh- they they with Aaron Rodgers, you should make the playoffs every single year. It doesn't matter what conference you're in. You know, the, the Jets roster is very similar, and you have a worse quarterback. I just don't see how Mike McCarthy is going to bring the Jets six more wins to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I will say yeah. this: I it's tough because I'm coming at this from the perspective of an Aaron Rodgers stand, and a guy who has had Aaron Rodgers as his fantasy quarterback and gets so frustrated by how limited that offense is. And uh, I don't like Mike McCarthy in that way. He's probably the most accomplished name on this list. But I, when it comes to guys that I – especially when it comes to football, um, I like to go to a close friend that is a diehard fan of that team And ask him what he thinks of the coach because your football coach – like the coach of whatever team you're rooting for, you have such a close relationship with because they either drive you – they usually drive you crazy. uh, Mm -hmm. And if they're not driving you crazy, you're just – you're happy with more of the players and like, oh, he's doing fine, you know. Um, Yeah, he's
1: just whatever. He's the coach. Exactly.
0: Uh, Every Packer fan I know – like, like diehard Packer fan hates Mike McCarthy. Like I heard yeah. a, I heard someone say one of my buddies a couple weeks ago say like when he got fired that because uh, he all, like he lives in New York so when he's not watching his Packers, he's also watching the Jets because they're local. And he told me that the lack of creativity is Jeremy Bates level bad that the only time that their offense has any creativity is when he Aaron Rodgers audibles out of the play. And does Aaron Rodgers things, and Aaron Rodgers' ability to scramble and play make better than anybody I've ever seen hides a lot of uh, conservative play calling and conservative uh, offensive style that Mike McCarthy has, and yeah. I don't want to see that again.
1: We've we've watched both of us. I can confidently say we've watched quite a few Packer games. Yeah, I watched Rogers enough to know Packers, I don't want them. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have been on. Sunday night Football Monday night football or the playoffs every single year like lots lots of times we see him on a national stage like all the time I mean it's it's all it's all Aaron Rodgers yeah you know it I, I feel like when we were watch when, when, when you watch the Packers it's very that that Jeremy Bates comparison is very it's, it's scary good mm-hmm. you know because I feel the same way when I watch a Mike McCarthy led offense where have you ever have you ever watched a Packers game and been like, "Wow, that was a really that was a really well like thought up play"? No. Like, remember, you watched the Super Bowl last year and you're like, "Wow, what a play call from Doug Peterson to call the Philly Special." Right, right. Not one time I've ever watched a Packers game have it been like, "Wow, what a play call from Mike McCarthy." Never. Well, it's always, "Wow, what a ridiculous throw on the run from Aaron Rodgers."
0: Well, to add on to that, you and Brian actually talked about it a couple of weeks ago that. How many times do we watch Jet games and say, oh, that guy was wide open? There never is a schemed wide open receiver. It's always, wow, what a a throw by Darnold in traffic. Wow, what a a run that turned into something. It's more a playmaking ability, and it's never like a wide open receiver that's schemed open like you see in – the Sean McVay offenses or the chiefs be enemy offenses. And I hate to say it. I see the same thing from the Packers because I, I guess this might be a fault of Aaron Rodgers being so good is that you don't feel you need to scheme guys wide open because Aaron will make a throw to anybody regardless of how open he is. Uh, or and be
1: Like, Oh, Aaron's going to change the play call anyway, anyway. Yeah.
0: Like, look, Aaron Rodgers had two interceptions this year. He had two turnovers this year and they missed the playoffs. Like that's inexcusable. Yeah. And, if we're gonna if get I on Hugh Jackson correct- for wasting Baker Mayfield, I also have to be hesitant to give Mike McCarthy any credit for his record when he's wasted Aaron Rodgers' prime.
1: Yeah, it's really sad. And hopefully, I mean, Aaron's 35 now, and mm. he's banged up all the he's time. Had another
0: concussion. Like I yeah. hate to say it, but he's got like three years left at playing in Green Bay. It'd be different if he was like on turf or took steroids like Brady. But now I don't know. I don't know, man. Did I just throw uh, that but,
1: out there? All, what I do know is that I don't want Mike McCarthy as the next head coach. Now, he's Jets. my
0: fourth choice. I will say that. like He's, a high, I guess, technically high on the list, but there's it's like a distant fourth. There's three guys I'd actually – there's two guys I'd actually want, Like my top two. There's one three. guy I'd be safe with, like I'd be fine with, and then it's McCarthy and the rest of the list. Uh, let's go to the guy that I'm – okay with like my number three choice uh i don't know where he falls for you but jim caldwell i've gone back and forth on this which is why i'm i'm kind of eh on him if it happens because like the other two guys aren't there fine but i will say this the guy was was 38 and 28 36 and 28 with detroit uh a lot of close games so he's co- like this this isn't just the 14 and 2 season he had with the Colts where they went to the Super Bowl and were blowing everybody out. They were 16 and 1 in games where they actually played their starters. Like we as Jet fans, we know all about that team. They rested week 16, let the Jets come back and win because they didn't care about the perfect season. Um, okay,
1: but how many of those guys were Dungy's guys?
0: Well, that's the thing. Like he took over Dungy's team and then the next year went 10 and 6 and then the next year they went two and fourteen because Manning got injured. But then, and that's the thing, like I then have to look at what you are after that. And outside of an Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary in uh in twenty fifteen, the the crazy one to Richard Rodgers, he would have been five hundred or better every year with the Lions. And I watched how incompetent that team looked this year with Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. That guy coaches to win games. That. That roster probably is about a six and ten win team. And yeah, they went like, eleven and five. Then they went nine then they went seven and nine and won six of their last eight games outside of the Aaron Rodgers play. Then they went nine and seven and made the playoffs. Then they went nine and seven and missed the playoffs by one game. See, that's what I don't like.
1: I don't want that. Like why are we okay with a guy who's Missed the playoffs by one game every single year. Can't get over the hump. But he did you know, every
0: single year. He's made the playoffs this... four of his seven years in his career. And they
1: how many how many playoff games did they win?
0: They went to the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: like... No, I'm talking about with the Lions. I'm talking. Oh, about. it's
0: different. Well, the the Cowboy game arguably he should have won.
1: When did he When did he start coaching the Lions? Uh,
0: 2015. He's 2000, He've coached for four years with the Lions. So whichever year was the Patriots. Seahawks Super Bowl. So I think that's twenty fourteen. 2014. 2014. Yeah, 2014, 2014. They went eleven and five. Right. I'm trying to think, like who drafted Matt
1: Stafford? It might have been. Oh, John, dude, uh,
0: Matt Stafford's way before that. That no, one. I
1: know it, that was two thousand and nine, and that was Jim Schwartz. I think so.
0: Well, no, because no, Jim Schwartz. His first year was the first year they made the playoffs. So I think two years before that, it might have been. Uh, he's on NFL Network now. Uh. Took no, the he Niners to the Super Bowl. Not that to a Super Bowl. He was the Niners' coach when they passed on Brady. Um, See, I don't. I I was five. Mariucci, so, Steve Mariucci. Four actually. I think Steve Mariucci was the coach of the Lions when they drafted. You know, I'm gonna look, yeah, I'm gonna look that up actually. So, um, but just here's my thing. Go ahead. Like, talk about Jim Caldwell.
1: Here's my thing with Jim. You know, I mean, he had Peyton. He had Peyton, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that's great, you know. I mean, th- but like, he's a QBs coach who had Peyton Manning. Your 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 job is to do nothing, right? You know. Um, and then you have Matt Stafford, who you acquire in his fourth or fifth season, um, who's supposed to be entering his prime. And and here's my like. He really didn't do anything. Like Matt Stafford was like the like the the number. What he was was he, was he the first overall pick that year? Yes,
0: in 2008 yeah. he was the, 2000- the two thousand well 2009 draft. 2009 um, draft with Mark Sanchez. No, 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 2007,
1: 2007, my bad. No way. Yes. No way he was drafted in 2000.
0: Jesse, he was the number one overall pick after they went 0-16, which was Matt the Stafford. same year the Patriots went 16-0. and
1: He was drafted in 2009. Okay. What? Hold on. Yep. Yes, now he was. He was the same year as Mark Sanchez. Um, so they, uh, they have Matt Stafford. And he's drafted I I Sorry, I just ahead. don't. I didn't see. I don't. I feel like he, Jim Caldwell didn't really do anything for him. Like Stafford's really regressed. You know, like he he hasn't been nearly as good as he's been in, in the past in his career. Okay. He only, he only threw for thirty seven hundred yards this year. You know, right. like that's
0: Jesse. You know,
1: so like you're what, after what did Jim Caldwell do to, What did Jim Caldwell do to make Matt Stafford? Great.
0: So two things. One, look at his – because I did look at those stats too. Um, Before
1: Jim Caldwell got got there, he had his three best seasons.
0: Right, with Calvin Johnson. The first year of Calvin Calvin Johnson's retirement was the year that Jim Caldwell took over, I thought.
1: When did Jim Caldwell take over?
0: He took over in 2014. Okay. And Calvin – I think he retired in twenty sixteen actually, because I think the yeah. first so two years sh- of his career. So twenty fourteen, yeah. Matthew Stafford had forty two hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns, twelve interceptions, made the Pro Bowl. His next year, forty two hundred yards, thirty two touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, they went seven and nine. His next two years, uh, he had a QB rating uh his QB rating was ninety three and ninety nine. So it was actually two of his Three highest QB ratings of his. Excuse me. Three of his four highest QB ratings happened under Caldwell.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he still had his best seasons with Calvin not Johnson. Jim, you're right. I'm with, I, I'm agreeing with, with you. This is why Caldwell's just, my third just, choice. He,
0: he, he, I just don't think that like it's a retread. I'm not saying yeah, he's my number same, one choice. It's, it's
1: the same personality as Todd Bowles. It's the same. I I, I he's a quiet guy. You know who who doesn't show a lot of emotion. Like there are guys who I I, I want to go younger. I want to not necessarily well, because I also like Munkin, and he's not necessarily young but, at all. Uh, I'm, I don't really want.
0: The he's not that Caldwell. young either. <laughs> I don't want Jim Caldwell. Uh, because we've seen his ceiling. I think.
1: Yeah. If you give just... him
0: a, a team that can go sixteen and one, he'll go sixteen and one. If you give him a team that can go four and twelve, he'll go four and twelve. I just I'd argue. He overachieved with the Lions, which is why if the other op- like if the options are McCarthy or Caldwell, who do you want?
1: Dude, I, I might stop stop rooting for the Jets. All right, but answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I get Jim Caldwell, I guess. But right. Like, like a guy I that
0: don't... I think can actually do something when you don't have the one of the three best quarterbacks in the league. Like Matthew Stafford to me is like top twenty, maybe top fifteen. And the guy in the 15 to 20 range right, right now, the guy went was under 500 once, you know, like, I I think there's something to me said about it. That's he's awesome. just
1: really, he's, you know, it, he's the living embodiment of meh.
0: Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford's yeah. three, three of his four highest completion percentage years happened under Jim Caldwell.
1: Calvin that- did retire in 2015. Damn, that, like, that doesn't, I feel like that feels like so long ago. I know.
0: 2015, tell me about it, dude. The Mets made the World Series coming up on four years ago. Um, anyway, so that's Jim Caldwell. Uh, my number two and number one choices are coordinators right now. Uh, we'll start with Eric Um, The Chiefs offensive coordinator. Uh, uh, probably going to be the AP assistant coach of the year <laughs> this year. Uh, the Chiefs, I don't think I have to say too much about how good their offense was this year. Pat Mahomes set a record for... Touchdowns in your first year Should be the MVP Um, They were number one In total offense Yards per game Total points Points per game Uh, The one seed in the AFC Um, I don't know how much He actually developed uh, uh, Pat Mahomes I will just say this Holmes Has a skill set Similar to Rodgers And he was also Throwing to guys That were schemed open So that's what I'd like, is a guy... How, like, much of
1: it is, how much of it is Andy Reid, though? That's my question.
0: Which is the... I mean, that's the negative of the enemies. We don't know yeah. what a guy like... Like, it's it's honestly the Josh McDaniel question. Yes, granted, Belichick is a defensive guy, but he's really started to implement an offensive uh, uh, style over the last 10 years, is what I'll say. Pretty much since the Randy Moss year, where he basically just said, go crazy, throw whatever you want, and then he implemented this... Short passing game and then tight ends up the seams. Uh, regardless, uh, I don't know how much Andy Reid is calling plays or if Biennial is actually scheming guys open. Um, hey, don't, it's, don't it's a it's a good question.
1: Like I mean, you you mentioned the uh, the Josh McDaniel the Josh McDaniel's thing in the Patriots. I mean, he that guy had a coaching job at one point, and mm. I was just looking it up. I was interested. Because um, I wasn't sure if Brandon Marshall's 21 catch game uh, was with <laughs> Josh McDaniels or not, but it was. Yeah. Um, so maybe like like they, when you get 21 catches, like you get schemed open at some point. You know, I, I'm hoping that the enemy can be similar to a Josh McDaniels. I think Josh McDaniels is a really good coach and will be a good NFL head coach. So if he can be a Josh McDaniels type guy and he's just kind of sneaky good, mm-hmm. you know, and we we just don't know. Uh, right now how good he is uh, because he's he's with Andy Reid you know and Andy does pretty much everything there Um, I mean he's a solid choice he's not my he's not my number one I don't know he he might be tied for two Um, but but right now I mean I'd be happy if he was the coach Uh, you know like uh, uh, did you you mention who he's coached running backs
0: wise in the past well yeah he that's the other thing. He's a he's a career running backs coach. So yeah, he coached um, Jamal so Charles looking, and Adrian Peterson and now Kareem Hunt and the Jets Spencer are trying Ware. to get
1: the Jets are trying to get Le'Veon Bell. So that could be a if the uh, Jets, that's a Jets good get call. if the if the Jets get Eric Bieniemy, that could be a selling point with Le'Veon. Hey, our, I mean this guy just this guy has coached Adrian Peterson in Minnesota, Jamal Charles and Kareem Hunt in Kansas City. He gets guys yards. You should come play for us.
0: That's a yeah. that's a good call. All right. So I mean important. he's still my number two choice. Uh my yeah, number one yeah. is Munkin. It's it's All like right. a clear number one for me. How about you?
1: Same. It's it's without a doubt number one for me.
0: They led the league in total passing yards, total yards per game this year with Ryan Fitzpatrick and James Winston. Um you also have a, a close connection with them because you're down there. So tell me about Todd Munkin.
1: All right, so, well, not with him specifically, but with the organization and the university that he was the head coach at. Todd Munkin is an interesting character. Um, He turned around Southern Miss uh, University's football program. Um, There was a – I'm blanking out on the guy's name right now, uh, but there was a coach that the Southern Miss had at one point after uh, Larry Fedora – was was uh, he was the head coach at Southern Miss and they went twelve and one uh, and they were going to get a New Year's Six bowl and then they lost the last second of the game. They hired this other guy. He stuck because Larry Fedora went to UNC. This guy stunk. They went defeated. They, lo- they lost every game that season. Monkman takes over. They Ellis one- Johnson.
0: Over. Ellis Johnson is who. You're Ellis thinking. Johnson. Yeah. Yes.
1: So Munkin takes over, and Munkin went one and eleven his first season. Uh, that's not great, but mm-hmm. he was also with Ellis Johnson's guys. Uh, there was uh, the, the, team that Larry Fedora had was very senior heavy. They lost a lot of guys and he had to bring all those guys in. In three years, he went from one and 11 to nine and five, uh, with a three and nine record in between in 2015. They went nine and five, which was Munkins last year. They went, they basically what's happened with Southern Mrs. Program is a lot of fans have checked out since that Ellis Johnson year. Like there's the attendance has, has tanked, uh, even when they've been playing, uh, re- well recently, but Munkin without Munkin, this program like might be like, it's like the laughingstock of college football right now, like that bad. But he was able to turn the program around, um, and, and did a lot of good for Southern Miss. Uh, I, I, my contact people I've talked to at the university, nothing but great things to say about the guy They they, they said, he's ultra passionate, um, in, in, in the way the way they were talking about it, it sounds like almost to a fault really um where I mean, he cares so much about his players and winning uh and it is a really good team guy uh he, he like i said really cares about his players he's self-aware um which is important and something that uh, a lot of coaches aren't especially first-time head coaches uh in the nfl uh, in 2015 uh, so he had nick mullins actually that was his quarterback ah
0: okay uh,
1: and Nick Mullins broke all of Rhett Favre's records under uh, Todd Munkin, um, which is impressive. I and mean, obviously they threw the ball more than they did back then. Uh, but it was still – it's still really impressive. Um, and I'm out of breath because I, I really enjoy talking about Todd Munkin because it's really cool that I actually somehow have
0: this connection. There you uh, go. <laughs> with, the, with the team. So <laughs> it's cool. Um, Even though yes. he hasn't been there since 2015. No,
1: I know. but uh, like I hear you. Like, I hear you, after, though. A lot of the staff I've talked to, they know him. Uh, the SID for the football team said t- said to me that he was probably closest with this with uh, with Todd Munkin than any other coach, and he's been there since the early 2000s. Um, so it really shows. That like, goes to show, you know, it, he said that his relationship, you know, is the type of guy you can get a beer with and, and mess around with. Uh, outside of being an actual head coach. But once football starts, it's all business with him, you know. Um, but in 2015, you know, he's self-aware. Like I was saying, he took away he, – he rescinded play calling duties in 2015 so he could focus on – be more of a CEO and focus on the team itself, uh, which actually benefited the team. Um, and they had an amazing year and went 9-5. and five. So there's a parallel here. What he did in, at Southern Miss is very similar to what he did in Tampa Bay. Um, in 2015, Tampa Bay had a top five offense by yards, uh, but they dropped off once the running game regressed in 2016 when Doug, when Doug Martin uh, kind of just like fell off the face of the earth and stopped being good. So they went from fifth in total offense to 18th Monkins, which was munkins first year mm. but since 2016 munkins improved tampa's offense every single year despite Jameis winston being awful uh, they went from 18th in 2016 to 9th in 2017 to third this year um, which is incredibly impressive um Especially dealing with Dirk Cutter being an awful head coach, uh, and Jameis, like I said, being bad, and then they had to deal with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he was able to, like, Fitzpatrick was putting up like record-setting numbers the first few weeks of the season. I'm um, pretty sure they broke like Cam Newton's record for most yards, like through the first three games, and Todd Munkin is definitely responsible for that because. <laughs> <laughs> I mean definitely not Ryan Fitzpatrick because he, he's shown that he's just the most inconsistent player ever So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give Munkin the credit there. I don't know, man I just think that he's gonna be a really good if he'd be a really good head coach um, he, He's done it before he's been a head coach at a university uh, um, That was in like the worst possible situation and he made it unbelievably um, better than it was when he when it started going from 0 and 12 to 9 and 5 in the span of four years because of him So, he's my number one, I think, X's and O's. Um, You know, I mean... It's really simple.
0: He's it. Like, it's really simple. He led the league in past... Like, the Buccaneers had, like, the number one offense as far as, like, total yards go, and they did it with Ryan Fitzpatrick and James Winston. Like, it's really that simple uh, for me. Um, I don't want to... I don't want to look down on his time at Southern Miss. Uh, Are they... They're D1A, right? Like they're FBS.
1: No, this is D1 Conference USA, dude. Conference Okay, so it's Conference USA. Yeah.
0: Um I I look at more just what he's done on the field uh in the NFL hey, yeah. as obviously, as what he's conference,
1: done. Conference USA is is a little different, but you have to work with what you're given. Right. You know, which
0: for me, it's more just the fact that I think if the guy I want developing my quarterback is him, and the way the NFL needs your these high-powered offenses, uh, the way that McVeigh and Doug Peterson have developed this style of I will create the best offense in the league, or one of the I will scheme one of the best offenses in the league, and then we're gonna get a Jim Schwartz or a Wade Phillips to coach the defense as an assistant coach. That's the style I think. Works best right now, and yeah, that's why I think the Chiefs aren't gonna win the Super Bowls because they don't have a defense. They don't have a team that can. They don't have a, a a defense that can make a stop when they need to. So it's basically if we have the ball last, awesome. But if you look at two of their, excuse me, three of their four losses, the common denominator is they didn't have the ball last. So yeah. I go back to. With Monkin, if you get him to be your McVeigh or your your uh, Schottenheimer, um, not you Schottenheimer, Shanahan. Shanahan. <laughs> Sorry, you know what I was trying to say though. If you get him to be your
1: Schottenheimer's had a good season, by the way, in 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 uh, Seattle.
0: Oh uh, yes, yes, that I agree with. But um, I I I would like to see him given the the task with scheming guys open for Darnold. If you could scheme guys open for Jameis Winston imagine having a 22 year old quarterback that has all the skills to be one of the best in the league you know um yeah. i just i'd like him in charge of my offense and right now there are two teams that were in the top 10 for defense this year in the playoffs and it's the ravens and it's the uh cowboys so I would like him be in charge of my defense, of my offense, and then you look at the other side of the ball, get an established defensive. Co- I want Vance Joseph to be the team's defensive coordinator next year. I don't think he's gonna be available because I think he's gonna be the Bengals head coach. Amazing that he got another job. But um, is that a, is that a thing? Is he is, is he, gonna... he him and Hugh Jackson as of right now the front runners. There's also apparently I really there's also apparently a, a a sexual a Me Too allegation. Um against him that I don't know if it's going to play in to whether he gets the job Vance, or not.
1: Joseph not having the time of his life
0: right now. Oh, sept the callback. Well done, Jesse. Uh, the other, I mean, that's my ideal scenario. Like, if you asked me what my dream scenario is, it's Munkin as the head coach, Vance Joseph as a defensive coordinator. And it's kind of a, a tag team where the genius offensive guy runs the offense, and then you have an established defensive coordinator that the only reason Adam Gase is on this list is because for the last eight weeks of the season with the – excuse me, last ten weeks of the season, the one year he was the Dolphins defensive coordinator, he had a top three defense. Um, if he's in charge uh, like of the defense with Jamal Adams and whoever you add to this team next year, that's something I'd like to see. Um, Vance You're talking about Vance Yeah Vance Joseph yeah, Vance Joseph is yeah. running my defense Along with Monk and running the offense That's my ideal scenario Yeah
1: I, I, I That is something I can buy into I mean not <clears throat> I'd have to <clears throat> Excuse me You're good I'd have to Let uh, me do a little more research Into who else is available Defensively Um, But I mean
0: But a guy like, like six, that Like a, yeah, an established a like Defensive
1: coordinator Who knows what he's doing You know Yeah, yeah. You know who I want You, you know who I want right do you For want defensive coordinator? Who? I want Rex back. Well, which
0: would never happen. <laughs> it should never happen. He's not coming back to be. He's not coming back to the NFL to be a, anything but a head coach. I actually, yeah. to be honest, I think I could see him in Miami. I think you mentioned that last episode. I when I
1: said the exact same thing that I wanted Rex back. <laughs> I
0: think I. He's gonna make his tour around the AFC East. You know, went to Buffalo, yeah. went to New York. Now go go to Miami. You, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick.
1: Still yeah, to this day, he's still not going to kiss Belichick's rings, and mm-hmm. he has to keep that going. You I'm going to be so. so
0: annoyed when I hear that in the in the opening press. I'm not here to kiss Bill Belichick's. Ring. Yeah, well, you did. Yeah. Hate to say it, but eventually you did. Um, the other two candidates on this list, uh, I mentioned Vance Joseph, uh, Adam Gase. I go oh. back to. I go back to because I actually do think they overachieved this year. They are, they. Three fifths of their offensive line was injured uh, for 15 games this year. Like they didn't—they never had their starting offensive line. They lost Albert Wilson week seven. Um, I actually do think like Brock Osweiler started four games for them. i, I think they overachieved to get to seven and nine. They but beat I go,
1: the Bears with Brock Osweiler.
0: Right. So like, <laughs> I mean Brock Osweiler was also three and zero his career against the Bears. So oh, I was no clue how to I mean, say that. They
1: went seven and nine. They really should have gone six and ten. Because that, like, miracle... True,
0: which, like, Patri- you can say the same Patriots. thing about the Patriots. They were 11-5, should have been 12-4. and I don't think I can... Like, they were in the position to make that crazy play, though. I, a win's a win. Like, I get yeah. it. I get what you're saying, but a win's a win. Um, I go back to what I say about McCarthy and that every Dolphin fan I know hates Adam Gates. They don't like that Devontae Parker sat the first two weeks of the season for some reason. They don't like... That Jake Cutler was brought in here. Um, They don't like that. uh, His pride about how he thinks he can coach up any quarterback, like his trust in Tannenhill was why they didn't go after uh, Josh Rosen in the first round last year. Uh, I, every Dolphin fan has turned me off on Adam Gase and if he was running, even if he was my offensive coordinator, the one year that he was a good offensive coordinator, the legendary season is the Peyton Manning Broncos year, the record setting year, where everybody that team was loaded. Uh and then what Julius happened? Julius
1: Thomas, Demarius Thomas, Eric, Eric Decker, Wes Welker.
0: Like <laughs> that team was loaded. And, absolutely loaded uh, like okay so if you give him that roster this next year fine uh, but i'd rather be my offensive coordinator i don't want him making head coaching decisions every dolphin fan i know is that he drives them crazy so i'm out on adam gase uh, the last one so you're more of a college guy than i am so you'll be able to add some perspective here i don't understand the hype around cliff kingsbury why is he such a guru
1: I mean, you just look at the quarterbacks that he's that he's played with uh, Pat Mahomes, that That's it. You know, Case Keenum was, had the all-time passing record in college football history. In Houston. Um, at Houston, doesn't matter. Still, but he they, wasn't they,
0: even like the offensive coordinator that year. He was the specialty control coach. He was on the offensive staff.
1: Yeah, he's on the offensive staff. So I mean, he gets partial credit. Obviously, it's not all of him there. Uh and I, I don't even know what his role was there. Was the offensive coordinator there for or something? He was the um, he was
0: the offensive coordinator the year after Menzio won the Heisman. So like okay. they still scored a bunch of points and stuff, but that was the year yeah. they went 9 and 3 and missed out on the SEC Championship game. Yeah. Um
1: Texas Tech David Webb, Davis Webb and Mahomes. You yeah, know, I mean like there was a thread I was reading the other day uh about how he's just had the most ridiculously awful injury luck uh with quarterbacks. Um these guys can't stay on the field. Consistently. Mayfield, yeah. Baker and Davis Webb got hurt, Mahomes was dealt with injuries in school. Um you know, all those guys always and like he had like awful like the, he got fired. It wasn't really his fault. Um just again like awful injuries and Bad luck. He's a uh, you know people like him because he's good looking. He's gorgeous. He's a, yes. He's a he's a stud. <laughs> that is fun. and absolute stud. Um and they, they run an like a, an air raid offense type thing. Like they spread it out and they let the quarterbacks just absolutely sling it. Um he's a he's the sexy pick, but I I, I just
0: he's like my fifth choice. I'd rather have Jim Caldwell than him.
1: Yeah, he's like tied for like second or third you know for you um, for me just like because I, I i think that he he's a really innovative guy who he's young he's energetic um Aye. he would he would electrify that he would electrify the fan base um and people would come out and show out for him um that's for a, sure uh, jesse um,
0: that's a lot of hey, things that have nothing to do with football <laughs> like women are 51
1: percent of the population people forget that and they're and like
0: i'm not having this guy's a looker <laughs> You'd
1: be, they need to put butts in seats all right. I'm so, just the, so
0: the Jets' attendance is going to go up when they go 4-12 <laughs> with a guy that's never coached Dude, a football game, I, I mean, never I won I more it, than eight games in his career as a head coach.
1: I think I made it clear that Todd Munkin is my favorite. Is and, your number one. I don't, don't understand
0: that Cliff Kingsbury has yeah, – like I really like he's a,
1: he's, a, he's a good offensive guy. I, I don't think that he's ready yet for the NFL. I think he needs to spend some time at USC. Um, I like go he, even further. I think like he, he, he needs signed. to spend some time in the NFL. Go be an well, offensive coordinator. Go be a QB I mean, coach. The, I think he's like 35 or so. He's not. He's 39. He's really 39. Yeah, he's young. You know, like, be the offensive coordinator this year at USC, then go get a coordinator job in the NFL, and then go be a head coach, you know? But
0: So the NFL gets accused of being a copycat league. That's because it is. Um, we're so, you know, we went through this era of who coached next to Belichick, and then we went through Romeo Cornell and— Charlie Weiss, and Eric Mangini, all these guys that turned out to just be decent coordinators. Now we're in the era of, well, who stood next to Andy Reid? Or who's as young as Sean McVay? Like, who's the next Sean McVay? When, like, different teams end up getting different situations, you know? I, I do think Vance Joseph may end up being a good head coach, but he clearly wasn't ready to be a head coach. And the leash with these guys is so short that it's almost impossible to actually determine when a guy is ready. If a guy, like a lot of it's luck, to be honest, like a couple bounces a different way. Todd Bowles makes the playoffs in 2015. Then who knows how far that team went. Peyton Manning was the Super Bowl winning quarterback that year. And he definitely didn't have as good a year as Fitzpatrick. So I would like to see what Cliff Kingsbury go do what Munkin did and turn an NFL offense into like a well oiled machine. And not you were on the staff when Case Keenum was the head coach. Or mm-hmm. you were the head coach when Pat Mahomes – like, the guy went 8-5 and five with Pat Mahomes in college. I just watched Pat Mahomes go 12-4 and four in the NFL. Like, he underachieved with Pat Mahomes. Well, Pat Mahomes played hurt. he still playing. Played, played hurt the whole season. So, the, so that's the argument that he was hurt. He had
1: – I mean like – like Baker guy, Mayfield I, I left the him to go to Oklahoma. The guy, a, the guy made a very good case for the fact that I mean, he dealt with – a lot of injuries at his time in Texas Tech, like the worst luck ever. you know, And I don't know. I just think that he's a he's a good, he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. He's a really good offensive coach. I just don't know if he's ready for the NFL.
0: I don't even know if he's ready to be an NFL head coach. You know, I'd like to see him be the offensive coordinator of the team before I'm ready to say, All right, fine. He's the next Sean McVay. Let's go. Because that's what this feels like. He he even kind of looks like Sean McVay, which is the worst part. It's the the NFL being a copycat league. Oh, well, let's get the next young white guy that has decent facial hair and looks gorgeous and put him in a big city. I'm I'm, I'm very much curious to see what he does at USC this year, if he actually stays at USC. Um, He'd be like my fifth choice, though. It has disaster written all over it for me. I'd want a guy that's – like, the enemy, his case is that he's been in the NFL coaching up either whether it be a position or coaching offenses for close to a decade. Uh, Munkin, I mean, he's the actual guy that I think, as far as the next Sean McVay, that could be. And I also saw what he did this year with uh, Tampa Bay. Um, you know, Jim Caldwell, I – again it's the safe eh like if there's only two Joes if my if my top two choices are gone I'll take them because I, I guess if we're gonna put a 10 and six team out there we'll go 10 and six um but yeah that's that's where I stand Jesse you're so if I'm reading you know it right your top three is Munkin, the enemy Kingsbury
1: yeah and do you know what I also love about Munkin? what he's a Mike gundy guy
0: oh okay <laughs> he's a man he's 40.
1: He's a man. He's 40, So the, he's
0: 52. <laughs> the last thing we'll say, the Jets ended up with the number three pick. Yes. So this is all based on strength of schedule. They finished with a .506 strength of schedule. The Niners ended with a .504 strength of schedule. I saw Nania tweeting that because of the Cowboys' last-second win, it made the Niners' strength of schedule the the point 002 worse than the jets because i guess the niners played the giants this year but can i say the same thing about the browns going uh 5 and 2 under 5 and 3 under greg williams
1: yeah but it, like it, like i said last week it, it takes into account all like every game that you play right. and every game that the player that the teams that you play play you know and and like it's all connected and every game is connected to each other and for Right, so Reason I could basically that say game, that Giants game screwed us.
0: So we could basically say well, I guess it wouldn't matter because the Jets played the played the Dolphins and the Patriots. Um but the the miracle game, so the Jets oh no, I guess again they guess they play both. The Jets played the Browns this year and the Browns had they lost one more game, you know, then like the Ravens game in overtime or,
1: or the either game. of the, right, they, the Steelers game.
0: Um So, had the Browns lost that instead of tied it. So, blame the Steelers kicker. I, it's so impossible to blame point zero zero two percent and get mad at the Cowboys. Like, oh, we would have the two pick if it wasn't for Cole it's, Beasley's knee. I
1: mean, it's, it, it was, that was just what it was. Like, at the moment, like, if the Cowboys won, the Jets would have had the number two pick.
0: Right, but. Also, then the he also tweeted it the next day, which is why it confused me. It's like, wait, really? Yeah. We would have had the two pick if it wasn't I mean, for Colby's knee.
1: No, I knew what, watching the game. I knew that if the Jets if the Giants won, then the Jets would have the two pick, mm-hmm. uh, and it was very sad watching that.
0: I okay, like how about you get visual, mad at? Uh, I know what it's like to be a Giants fan this year. Who's the Panthers kicker?
1: Oh, the guy I guy with the
0: sixty three yarder. If he misses that sixty three yarder, like. Then the Giants win that game. Like that's why it's impossible for me to say all oh, because of Cole Beasley's knee. I digress. Look, Zara. Okay. No, no, no. The guy, no, cat the Panthers kicker. is The guy who's been there forever.
1: Graham Gano got. Graham Gano.
0: That's who it was. But the the guy that kicked the sixty three yarder against the Giants was Graham Gano. Because my tweet was Graham Gano. Fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the Jets have the three pick, all this to say. Uh as of right now, I've seen anywhere from Quentin Williams to Josh Allen to Cla Farrell out of Clemson. Uh I've even seen some uh giant Jets trading down and Dwayne Haskins going three overall. Uh what do you want the Jets to do at three? Um That's how we're I don't know. Up.
1: Because it's because early. It's
0: way too early. I agree.
1: Yeah, there's just there's there's so many different options. Um and, and this this draft's gonna be crazy because there are a few teams that need a quarterback and there's really only one worth taking, and that's Dwayne Askins. Yeah. Um I mean there's like Drew Locke. Like I don't know if like a team wants to trade up for him, uh, but like he's nothing like like he's he's been solid. Like Missouri's like okay. You know, like they played really well at the end of the season. I wouldn't necessarily say it was all Drew Locke and I wouldn't necessarily say I also don't really know a whole lot about Missouri football. Uh, but I know that drew Locke isn't that highly regarded right now. Uh, Dwayne Haskins definitely improved the stock. I know a lot of giants fans want Dwayne Haskins after watching him in the sugar bowl. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, for the jets, it, it depends on who trades up, uh, where, like, the Cardinals and 49ers could definitely... Like, all right, the 49ers have their quarterback, so they're not taking a quarterback. They can trade down. The Jets have their quarterback. They can trade down. The Raiders, maybe... Hey, hold on. What What exactly... Who, after the Raiders, NFL...
0: I have the order in front of me. What do you want to know? I just want to know.
1: That, I just want to see the top 10 in front of me. So
0: it's Arizona, so, San Francisco, the Jets, Oakland, Tampa, the Giants. Then it goes Jacksonville, Detroit, so Buffalo, Denver. The Bucks
1: are probably going to need a QB. They're probably going to part ways with Jameis Winston. Agreed. Giants need a quarterback. Jaguars need a quarterback. The Broncos need a quarterback.
0: Uh,
1: um, the Dolphins it, might, I
0: think I already know Jacksonville's quarterback. The Dolphins might need a quarterback.
1: Oh,
0: well, we can get to that in a second because I don't know who you're going to say. Yeah, it's it's um, the Giants' current quarterback.
1: Washington might need a quarterback, depending on how Alex Smith's like feels. You know, like there are a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. What if Big Ben retires because they trade Antonio Brown? Then the Steelers are going to need a quarterback. Like, all these teams need quarterbacks, and the Jets and the 49ers and Cardinals are in prime position to trade down because the Cardinals don't need a quarterback either. They got Josh Rosen, right? The mm-hmm. 49ers got Jimmy Garoppolo. So all three of these teams can trade down. It's just a matter of do they want to because all three of the teams in the top three have c- could make a pick that fills an immediate need. You know?
0: If but, Oakland... What,
1: you want to go the, the Indianapolis Colts route, That's exactly the, where I'm the going Jets with this. Last year, where you acquire three second-round picks in the first, and you build your team. I mean, look at the Colts this year; they won nine of ten, and they're riding their rookies right now, just like the Saints did last year mm-hmm. when they were riding Alvin Kamara and and all and Marshawn Lattimore and all those guys. You know, Dude, it, I think that the best possible choice would be the Jets trade down to like uh, five through seven. And and take Jonah Williams at offensive line, and then address like the pass rush in the second and third round. You may address
0: running back there too, if you want.
1: Maybe, or if you don't get Le'Veon Bell, you know, I mean, I doubt the Jets are going to go after Cream Hunt. We talked about this last week. Yeah, um, you know, I don't think that's an option. Um, Leonard Fournette is going to be an option because we think everybody. Uh, is talking about how the Jaguars are going to cut him now that they don't have any guaranteed money tied to him.
0: I'm not a um, Leonard Fournette fan, though. The guy's averaging like I, 3.5 yards a carry, you know? and
1: it's, Talk about how—can we talk about how wrong Ethan was about Leonard Fournette? No Leonard and how, Fournette. How right I was. Because <laughs> I may have lost that bet last year about the yards per carry, uh-huh. right? Cause, because he missed like four games, and he would have averaged like over five yards per carry. But, boy, has a take ever looked colder than that one. Yeah. Jeez.
0: Say right. the take just, again. Say the take, take my,
1: again. I needed to take my I needed to take my shot at Ethan for that one. There you um, go. Um what would what, you say?
0: What 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 was the take? He was high on Fournette?
1: Yeah, I was just like, yeah, Fournette, like he doesn't work hard. He does like he's he's not a, he's not that great. Um and like I don't think it's gonna translate to the NFL that well. It's not like overwhelmingly fast. He's a strong guy, you know. Um like I thought he was gonna be similar to Derrick Henry, and derrick Henry kind of Figured it out and turned it on near the end of the season. Um, so maybe I was wrong. I was definitely wrong about Derek Henry, but I, I was spot that on that wrong yet. However, you know what? Maybe I mean the Jaguars sucked this year, and he couldn't stay healthy. So if he get if the Jets want to take a flyer on him and give him like a deal, incentive heavy, uh, no guaranteed money, really, I'd be down for Leonard Fournette if we skip out if we miss out on Le'Veon Bell. Um, and who knows what Eric Ben? Uh, uh, Benami, uh, no. Be enemy. Anyway, be enemy. B- enemy. You're who good. knows what Eric Beenemy would be able to do with Leonard Fournette? You know, I mean, he figured out uh, Jamal Charles, who was what like a—he wasn't a, uh, a highly regarded pick, was he?
0: I, you're asking me the ins and outs of the Chiefs in the early 2010s. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't answer it. Uh, but well, yeah, I'm a hundred. I'm so glad you said trade down though. That is 100% what I would do. When you have your quarterback, you don't need the number three pick in the draft. Which honestly is why I think the number one pick is also going to be traded down. Although I could see them just taking Bosa and calling it a day and be like, All right, we got our we got our pass rusher, we got our quarterback, we're good.
1: Jamal Charles was taking seventy third overall. So it was taking like another late the round pick, round, yeah. Third round uh and they was able to figure him out, which is dope. I don't even know if the enemy was there at the time, but um, so a couple
0: things. Um
1: but but yeah, trade down. And if Nick Bosa's there, I'd take him, but... Well,
0: obviously, but you know, I don't uh, think he'll get past one or two.
1: Yeah, because it's going to go Nick Bosa, at Oliver, and Quinn and Williams top three most likely, unless somebody t- trades up in the top three for a quarterback.
0: Which I think will yeah. happen, which the candidates, like you said the Giants, the Giants have uh, two, two fourth-round picks. Um, like if you said to the Giants, give us six, one of those fours, and then a two next year, I think they'd do that. Oakland's intriguing because
1: no, no, we need to be way more than that. The Jets gave up three second-round picks and a first-round pick to move up three. Okay, spots. so
0: six there twos, which is right now number thirty-seven, and then a second-round pick next year, and one of those fourth-round picks. I just at I'm least, trying to think because I mean, you're only trading up three spots.
1: Yeah, and the Jets did the same thing from six to three last year. Remember?
0: True, but it was like there was it was clear cut. There are two prize quarterbacks at the top. Yeah, I don't yeah, know that and that's only, here.
1: And there's only one. It doesn't matter what tier. I guess. I guess teams get needy when it comes to quarterback, right? So like, then, it,
0: fine. Give me the six. Give me thirty-seven, and then your second next year, and your four. So That's four picks. No, I would. For I would one. no.
1: I would do. I would do this year's first, next year's first, this year's Whoa! second. Whoa!
0: And they hang up. Yeah. No. <laughs> and if they you hang want to, up. You want,
1: you, want, you want your. You want your franchise quarterback. You got to give up two first-round picks. Gentlemen, is got, clear
0: the quarterback's not. you know? Do you know
1: how, not... you know how, you know how <laughs> lucky the Jets were that they only gave up one first-round pick?
0: I, I, I don't that's, think that, the Giants are trading with the Jets crazy. and giving up back-to-back okay. first-round picks, then the, especially then the when... Then the, Jagu- the,
1: ja- then the, ja- the, the Jaguars. The Jaguars at seven. The Giants hang up and laugh, right? The Giants hang up mm-hmm. and laugh, and then the, the Jaguars. Then Tom Coughlin calls, and you say, all right, give me this year's first, next year's first, a second-round pick, either this year or next year, and a sixth, and a, a fifth-round pick, uh, either this year or next year, and you can move up four spots to get to number three. How many... Do you... like? Like, they – like, the Redskins got so many picks for Julio Jones, and they they botched all of them, but, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, like, the Falcons gave up everything for Julio Jones. Right. You know? That's a wide receiver. The Jets got so lucky that there were, there were so many quarterbacks available and that the Colts didn't need a quarterback. They had Andrew Luck, and they were just like, yeah, just give me all your second-round picks and, and give us this year's first, and we'll be fine. You know? The Jets got really lucky that they didn't have to give up two first-round picks. So, so. then – Maybe the Giants don't do it because it's a crosstown team and it's like big brother, little brother thing, you know, like with Yankees, Mets. But Jaguars, the Bucks, the the, dude, the Broncos, (laughs) Mike McCagnon could hold John Elway over burning fire. And and he would be like, all right, yeah, sure. I'll still give you like two firsts, three firsts to move up seven spots.
0: So the Raiders, if you say give me four, 25, and a third next year. Do they do that
1: to move up to get a,
0: to move up to three
1: why would they do that though like they know the jets aren't gonna be taking quarterback and i think they'll stick around like mike mike mayock said that he had Derek carr as a first round draft grade
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so and he's the general manager there now so
0: i think I guess that they know the Jets, you're right you're right moving up one spot they, it's, yeah, it's they, the it's the bears in 49ers for Trubisky all over again
1: they could the jet you know the only thing the jets could do is hey uh they're zoning us three first-round picks to to move up to three, so we're giving you an opportunity to counter that, and you can move up to three if you want. Otherwise, we're trading with Denver, peace, and then they hang up, and then and then the Raiders go crazy. Uh, but that's only like if they want to get a quarter. Like it's only if they want a quarterback. You know, yeah.
0: the Raiders have four of the top thirty-five picks. Like say what you want about Gruden, they were terrible this year. But if he can somehow manage to get. Some type of value for Derek Carr in this draft, um, like it, as far as draft pick goes, because another team needs a quarterback and thinks they could like do what, something the with
1: him. Giants trade for Derek Carr.
0: I don't think the Giants would have their backup they, plan to what Eli. Be...
1: Like, what would they do? Trade their like? Oh,
0: their first... I, I think at best you're getting like a third or fourth, third or fourth for Derek Carr. Maybe a two, but because, you're not getting yeah, a first round pick for Derek Carr. That again, yeah, I not think you get a money, first round man. pick for. Amari Cooper. So I don't know anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean that scraped the whole market. Um, thanks, Jerry.
0: Well, okay. So that's our initial. I think what we're t- saying as of right now is we want to trade down. Yeah,
1: um, I, I mean, I, I trading down is my number one thing. But I also wouldn't be sad if the Jets took Quinn and Williams or Ed Oliver at three.
0: Right, you just stay at the pick and then see what happens. Um,
1: because I think those are both like. I, I, in my opinion, Ed Oliver is the best defensive tackle prospect since Aaron Donald. I um, mean, he is – similar. He's he, their games are so similar. He's violent. He's a violent, violent defender. Um, and, and Quinnen Williams is just an athletic freak of nature, um, just an absolute specimen. If you ever just, like, look at him, there's that picture of Sean Oakman, that Baylor, and he looks like a transformer. You know what picture I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. So, and, <laughs> that's like, like that's the mo- like the, the guy who reminds me the most of Sean Oakman, size-wise. is Quentin Williams. That's how. That's that's how intimidating and scary he looks. Um, so,
0: couple things I before I let you go. Um, yeah. Who? What job is the most attractive right now on the market? Uh, I'd say the Browns. I agree. They. Yeah. they uh, have are the the Jets. Are the Jets too, or are the Jets Packers too?
1: Um. I'd say the Jets are too. Uh, I think that a 22-year-old quarterback is more more attractive, and New York is more attractive than living in Green Bay. Um, I
0: also think and, if you go eight and eight next year, you're not gonna be scrutinized. You know, like you can go there, eight and eight your first year.
1: Whoever's whoever's the next head coaches in Green Bay is gonna be a figurehead. All right, it's like LeBron. Right, LeBron's whoever his head coach is is just mm-hmm. like a puppet. You know, that's what Aaron like Aaron Rodgers is running the show there. He's calling the plays. He's doing everything there. The no. offensive coordinator. the the head coach it's probably going to be a defensive head coach and they're just going to be they're just going to go like Aaron you do you all right? for the next three or four years here are the keys take them and (laughs) and and we're going to we're going to focus on the defense because that's what's been screwing you over the past 10 years all right? we'll
0: see um so offensive rookie of the year is who Baker Mayfield and okay and and
1: Saquon Barkley is my son and it pains me to say it and it kills me to say it um but I mean, the Browns I... went from the Browns went from zero and sixteen to seven, eight, and one, and they should have been eight. They probably could, they probably could have easily been 8-8-1. They probably could have won nine games. They were in a bunch of close games. Um, so we're Baker basing was,
0: this off of eight games.
1: Baker was was awesome this year. He played more than eight games,
0: right? But he was he was five and three. His after Hugh Jackson left, and that's when he actually shined. He threw for eighteen touchdowns and six interceptions after that, or something like that. Like I mean, he, he still was- had.
1: He had, thir- he, he had over he had over thirty five hundred passing yards. Right. I'm pretty like sure. I'm saying
0: as a full season, he, he was fine. He set the
1: record for most passing touchdowns by a rookie by quarterback. a rookie. I know. Twenty seven touchdowns to eleven interceptions as a rookie. That's really good. And then, I mean, I, I just think that I just think that a quarterback impacts the game significantly more than a running back does, um, which is and- why I still think the Giants should have taken Sam Darnold two overall last year. Uh, that's neither here nor there. My point is that Baker Mayfield did more for the Browns than Saquon Barkley did for the Giants. Um, I don't even think that's a question. I absolutely think
0: it's a question. I think the Giants were a two-win team without Saquon, and he's the only reason they were in any of these close games. The
1: Browns were a zero-win team without Baker Mayfield. I agree,
0: but they also (laughs) barely had Miles Garrett play last year. They didn't have Denzel Ward last year. They didn't have any of the starters that they had, like Jarvis Landry or Nick Chubb or anybody on that offensive line. Yes. Like, I'm not Taylor, like, saying the Browns were. Okay. or Tyrod The Taylor Baker Mayfield like, wasn't still, bad, but
1: Tyrod Taylor still looked like trash, right? Like with that, with with, with those with those same players. He played Baker two Mayfell weeks. Came
0: in. He played two weeks, and they were a field goal away from winning both. All right.
1: I, I've also never been a Tyrod Taylor fan.
0: That's the point right. is, <laughs> the point
1: is, the point is that ba- Baker did more for the for the Browns. Then they went five and three. But okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. They won one game over two years, and then Baker comes in and wins five. You're right. After Hugh Jackson, two
0: were against the Bengals, who were decrepit. But you're right. One was against the Jets, who as we know stink. Um, They won the game. Here's my problem. Hey, don't forget. You're arguing.
1: Jets were good in week three, right?
0: Sure they were. Uh, (laughs) You are arguing. Baker Mayfield's merits for most valuable rookie. I'm arguing that Saquon Barkley had the best of the rookie seasons, which is what the award is. It's not most valuable player. It's player of the year. And if you're asking, like, Baker Mayfield clearly had, like, the best rookie quarterback season. Saquon, outside of Todd Gurley, had the best season, and maybe McCaffrey, had the best season for a running back. Like, He's arguably could have gotten MVP votes if the Giants yeah, snuck but to 8-8. Like, we, s-
1: we see running backs do this all the time. Like I don't Yeah, care, but Jesse, like, he did I- it
0: this time. That's my point. This year. like, So what if we see running backs do this all the time? We also see quarterbacks do this all the time. No, we don't.
1: We don't see rookie quarterbacks do
0: it. Andrew Mason Luck did. did it. Tom, Well, Tom Brady wasn't a rookie. Mahomes in his first season just did it. Like,
1: Okay, no, but Mahomes wasn't a rookie. But Mahomes had a full year point. in the he- NFL. He had a full year in the NFL. He, Baker he, he was a Heisman playbook, Trophy winner
0: last year. Like he
1: knew the he knew the playbook. He knew how he knew the ins and out of the leagues. He knew how to be a professional at that point. You now Baker right, Mayfield is to me.
0: I think this, Baker Mayfield.
1: kid coming in and he knew nothing about the NFL. And they came into the Browns of mm-hmm. all teams. If there's any other team, right. the, the Browns won one game
0: in two years. And as a result, had a last place schedule doesn't matter. It's not. It's doesn't... Jesse. He's straight to schedule. He didn't play he won... the Patriots. They... He didn't play uh, any of the top their... level teams.
1: They won seven games.
0: I agree. The team got so much better. They spent so they spent the most in free agency
1: because of Baker Mayfield. it got that much better. I
0: think everything, because the team got better, runs. they won seven games. I don't everything, think you can say the quarterback of a team that went 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one had that much to do about 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. I think he played very well after Hugh Jackson left, which is more an indictment on Hugh Jackson. Saquon Barkley, for 16 games, was the best rookie of the year. Not the last eight games. Like, Saquon Barkley had the best rookie season. I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's not going to have a better career, and they still, shouldn't yeah. be favorites to win the Super Bowl in two years.
1: I can't even, like, argue this passionately because, like— like Saquon is Saquon's like your my, guy, he's my favorite player ever. But so, all, like. the,
0: but here's my, go, here's what I keep going back to. All of the arguments I've seen, like Ethan's tweet today, it's all merits for he's the MVP. But that's not what the award is.
1: All right, fine. You know, if we're playing it that way, I guess you're right. That if, if it's if it's who had the best rookie season and not who was the best rookie. Well, who's
0: not the most valuable sh- rookie? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. 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 It's it, who had the best season, not who's the who's the better player.
0: I think Saquon had a better, was the better player this year too. The Giants would have won one game if Saquon Barkley didn't turn Eli's checkdowns into forty-yard touches, forty-yard catches. The guy had two thousand all-purpose yards as a rookie. <laughs> as a rookie, like, like, I don't,
1: like, I, I can't argue. Like I can't argue with you. Like there's no, like and, there's no, like st- no, you're wrong. Like Saquon stinks. Like no, like he's the best. He's the best running back of all time. And like, what that's stinks what it is. is-
0: I love Baker Bayfield. I love what the Browns did this year. I'm also a huge ba- – I love how he's basically made it his mission to say fuck you to Colin Coward. That, but yeah,
1: but that, 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 those, Saquon like,
0: Barkley my, had a better season.
1: 20, 27 touchdowns in, what, was it,
0: 12 games? Mm-hmm. That's that's really good. It's really good. So is, with the se- the, so is 2,000 yards in 16, Jesse.
1: I don't know. I think I still think it's Baker because I think quarterback's the more important position and it's harder to play quarterback (laughs) than it's to play running back. So Um, even
0: more so that quarterback is the more important position, Saquon giving Eli the season, the overall numbers that he had is even more of a reason. So he was more valuable to Eli and why the Giants are considering bringing him back next year. And the whole one seven, look teams win games. One player doesn't win a football game. Okay. I'll even add in this. The whole argument that the Jets would have had the two-pick if it wasn't for uh, Cole Beasley's knee. If it wasn't for Cole Beasley's knee and Graham Gano's record-tying foot, Saquon wins seven games, which is the same amount. So we're talking the margin first between seven and five was so small, and that's the reason Baker Mayfield should win Rookie of the Year.
1: I'm also, like, I I thought it was 27 and 11, but Mm. it's actually 27 and 14. He threw three picks in his last game, and nobody's talking. Nobody's talking about that, Um, even though he threw three touchdowns. I I don't know. I mean, he he played. He played well.
0: I'm not trying to say he didn't have a great season.
1: He started 13 games. He threw 27 touchdowns in 13 games. All right, so you throw three more touchdowns in there, and he throws a TD 5.6% of the time. I'm not going to try and do the math, but it's probably like over 30 touchdowns or something like that. He
0: technically played 14 because he played the entire second half and most of the second quarter against the Jets. He just started 14 games. He started yeah. 13 games. He had um, 200
1: yards, but I mean, even so, I don't know, man. I, I think a like, 63.8 completion percentage. He was so, so good this year. He lived up to the number one overall pick hype, uh, which nobody thought he was going to, to be honest. I mean, no one was like, no one thought that he was going to be as good as he actually was this year. Everyone thought, okay, like he's really good. People were shocked that he was taking number one overall. Um, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Uh, He, he proved everybody wrong and had a, Unbelievable season. Like I said, I just think that the quarterback impacts the game more. I get that he that Saquon made Eli better. Sa- like I, I, it, it's literally killing me right now to, to, to talk against Saquon. But <laughs> I just think that 27 touchdowns in 13 and a half games as a rookie, setting the record, 260 plus yards per game, 93.7 quarterback rating. Like, I mean. I think the offense rookie of the year is Baker Mayfield.
0: I, okay. I disagree. That's fine. I have to stick to my take. I can't
1: just like, I agree up. with
0: like, you. I'm just saying I, I can fine. stick to your take. I agree with you. Baker Mayfield had a great season for a rookie. Saquon Barkley had a great season for a running back. <laughs> like, all right,
1: we can also, are we going to talk about defensive, the defensive rookie of the year? Because there is a, there is a debate I'm, there as
0: well. I'm less can, I'm less interested in it, to be honest. Like, the actual sexy debate is the offense. Honestly,
1: like this is just as good of a debate. It's just as, Right, but defense. I'm not
0: as informed on it. I don't care. Like, like
1: it's between it's between to inform you, it's between Darius Leonard and Derwin James.
0: Cool. I hope uh, one of them wins it.
1: D- Darius Leonard. <laughs> that's
0: been, the Darius that's Leonard. The, that's where I go with it. Darius
1: this. Leonard leads the NFL in tackles this year. So he should okay? win it. So he's probably gonna win it. <laughs> but Derwin James has had a fantastic year in San Diego. Uh, he fell to like 17th or 18th and he probably should have been a top five or 10 pick. Um, and San Diego lucked out like very jealous that they were able to get Derwin James. Uh, it would have been pretty nice to, for the jets to be able to pair Jamal Adams with Derwin James, but I digress. I digress.
0: (laughs) Take Donald. It's okay. Um, okay. So I think we're good on as of right now, uh, it, it's neck and neck. Baker is minus one thirty to win offensive rookie of the year. Saquon's minus one ten. Like they have the same odds and uh, it's gonna yeah. come down to who thinks more like you and who thinks more like me. Um, as far as the voters go. Uh we covered a lot on this episode. We covered who we think the Jets coach should be, what our dream scenario should be, what we want the Jets to do with the draft. Uh and fairly well to the twenty eighteen NFL season. Uh I guess we'll wrap up with Jesse. Who do you think is gonna win in the Super Bowl?
1: Oh wow. Who will be um, in?
0: And then well, who will my
1: my AFC pick to make it to the Super Bowl was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm, so Don't feel bad. Um, my
0: NFC pick to win the Super to win that my overall pick to win the Super Bowl is the Vikings.
1: Yeah, yikes. Um, fire Kirk Cousins my, into my, the sun. <laughs> my AFC champion um, Was the Jaguars obviously, but I also had the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, in the AFC Championship. So okay. I'm going to place them in the Super Bowl, uh, and I had the Rams winning it all. Um, and I'm going to continue. I'm going to go with that and stick with that. I think. Um, and I, I mean, they're not playing as well as the Saints right now, but they're as talented as any team in the NFL. Um, hopefully, the bye week will be able to give them a little bit of rest and get Todd Gurley's legs back under him, getting Adama and Sue going, and. I mean, Aaron Donald's gonna be Aaron Donald, and hopefully, Aqib Talib and Marcus Peters will figure it out because uh, they haven't lived up to the hype this year. Um, but my NFC, it's gonna be Saints versus Rams, and I'm gonna stick with my pick from the original uh, from the beginning of the season and stick with the Rams. But realistically, it'll probably be the Saints in the Super Bowl um, facing the Chiefs. So,
0: okay, um, I'll stick with the Rams. I'm. Mm, I think the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think so. Since the Kaepernick against Flacco Super Bowl of 2011, we haven't had a team make the Super Bowl that has won a road game in the playoffs. That is a real thing. Every team that's made the Super Bowl since 2013, I guess it is, that 2013 Super Bowl, has just won two home games and made the Super Bowl. Um, I, I'd like to think the Chiefs and how bad their defense was this year, will be the exception to that rule that the AFC. uh ah, the Chiefs' offense is so good. I'm gonna say my two favorites, because I also don't think the Patriots are gonna go to the Super Bowl. Because I, the, the Col- here's the
1: thing: like they easily could again, like
0: because it's <laughs> one win a home game and then
1: was in Arrowhead, other than Tom Brady. And who's winning uh, in I Gillette? See, other than nobody.
0: Hear me out. Hear me <laughs> out. Andrew Luck could do it. I, no, no. They you are see, nine and one in their last ten games. We just talked great. about how that's seven and great. seven is so impressive. Nine and one in his last ten games.
1: Yeah, Pedro Martinez owned everybody in the entire league, and then went on went up to the podium and called the Yankees his daddy. Okay.
0: What does the that Patriots, have to do with
1: anything? <laughs> it's, the Patriots are Andrew Luck's daddy, and there's oh, that's no a chance,
0: Jesse. The, there's the no chance. Patriots that of four they years ago have into, nothing to do with Andrew Luck and the Colts of right
1: now. There's no chance that Andrew Luck will be able to go into to New England and beat Tom Brady in a in a home game at Gillette.
0: And I'm I sorry. think absolutely has a chance, not because of any narrative. The, the Patriots never, defense has been spotty.
1: There's never been able to do it. The Patriots haven't had a good it's only defense. Only played them twice. They haven't. <laughs> it's only played them twice. They haven't had a good defense since 2014. Uh-huh. All right, and they still, and they still make the and they still win Super Bowls. All right.
0: All right, because the AFC has been if bad. Us, now there's actually good teams in the AFC.
1: As long as the the, the Colts are very young. I, 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 it's
0: okay. That's a better think, argument. They're yeah, not they're ready to long, beat the Patriots in York. They're New not, England.
1: yeah. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck's like great and all, but I, even so, I, I still don't think that he's ready to win in Gillette yet either. So, Winning in but, Gillette, hey, like, who has ever won other than Mark Sanchez in Gillette
0: and Joe Flacco?
1: Um, Joe Flacco, because, because, uh, Justin Tucker hit like a field goal. Or no, that no. was when they lost. Missed the field goal. Yeah, Billy
0: Cundiff missed the field goal. Joe oh, those Joe Cund- Flacco's <laughs> Joe Flacco's won twice actually in New England. Um, all
1: right. Other than Joe Flacco and Mark Sanchez, who wins in New England? Nobody. No,
0: but that's a narrative. I don't like saying because it's never happened or because they're the Patriots. I like the Colts are nine and one in their last ten the games. Patriots. They're pl- they're easily the hottest team in the NFL.
1: But people say, oh, it's because of the Patriots because they're the Patriots, because that's a thing, because Bill Belichick is there and because Tom Brady is there. As long as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are there, they're, quote unquote, the Patriots. All right. And Mm -hmm. the Patriots get the benefit of the doubt. They've earned that over any team in the history of sports. They have earned the benefit of the doubt in a home playoff game against anybody. And. If if you have to go into July, I mean, God bless your soul.
0: You're so probably gonna... the Colts wouldn't have to do it until they got to the championship game. That's the other part. Is that yeah? That's even worse. <laughs> uh, but at that point, they've already won two playoff games. Then they're eleven and one in their last twelve games. Like, Again, maybe the mirage is gone. Like I'm. Enter two to lose. Oh God. So are the Patriots? <laughs> like the Patriots would have won one game at that point. It would be against a Lamar Jackson led Ravens or the Chargers who. Obviously, if they beat the Chargers, they'll be more impressed because they're 7 and 1 on the road this year. The Chargers are my other pick to go to the Super Bowl. It would
1: still be impressive to beat the Ravens. The Ravens defense is the best in the NFL, you know? I'm not like, saying it
0: wouldn't be impressive, but the Ravens, you need to score 20 points and I think you beat them.
1: Like until, that's how I
0: think you are with the Ravens.
1: Until I see it happen, like, I'm not betting against Tom Brady in an AFC Championship game because it hasn't happened right. for 5 years. What? Like like I feel like the Patriots have been make the Super Bowl like every single year the past like 5 years. It's like 20 20- Team.
0: They they, they lost they it two like, years ago to the Broncos, but I know. I know they haven't. They've made it three of the last four years. I hear you. But that's they they beat Blake Bortles, they beat Brock Osweiler. Like they haven't had to face Andrew Luck. That's my thing. There are better teams that are gonna have to go they into face Andrew Luck. Remember that ridiculous fake punt thing two, they did in the playoffs, Right. And that was two thousand fourteen. I'm saying here in twenty nineteen that this is a completely different roster, a completely different Colts team, a completely different coach. And Same the Patriots are so beatable, though. In the, and Brady looks terrible. If we're going to talk about the Jet Patriot game at all, it's that wow. I watched that team and said – different. No, it's not, remember,
1: Jesse. The regular, the regular season has finally started for New uh, England.
0: No, it hasn't. They played a whole regular season, and they no, looked they super That's beatable. warm-up.
1: You don't get it. This you isn't the it. this isn't the Warriors. I, been, I get I it. Been, I'm a Jets fan. I, been, I know how the Patriots program. Yeah, but you haven't had to live with New England from people from from that, New Jesse, England. Jesse, I, I past four years. I
0: okay. I get your. I sympathize with you that you lived with a Patriots fan and it scarred you for life. i have also like I've lived 30 years on this world with like Patriots fans in my life, so I get your pain. That doesn't change the fact the Patriots are extremely beatable this year. And other than they're the Patriots, there is no reason to think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, that's the only thing we're saying is they're the Patriots. They'll figure it out. So, like, that's my argument with the Warriors. Why do I think they're going to win the championship year? They're the Warriors. They have Kevin Durant. They have Steph yeah, they'll, Curry. They'll There's no yeah, concrete out- – like, the all of the, the concerning they numbers. Brady.
1: They have Tom Brady. Tom Brady's still standing. And Bill Belichick is still standing. And I'm taking you over whoever you're playing against.
0: All right, fine. I and mean, it's not a bad bet. I just I don't like the narrative that they were bad this because year, this. They were therefore they were, they're going to they
1: win. They were bad, right? Mm-hmm. They were like allegedly bad this year, and they went. They they really they were a 12 and four team. Like I'm not counting that ridiculous right. loss in Miami. They head, should
0: have the right? one seed.
1: Yeah, they absolutely should. They 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 was a it was a down year for the Patriots. And they went twelve and four. The world was ending. The sky was falling. And they're twelve. They're they're eleven and five. Twelve and four with the two seed and a first round bye. And and they're probably. And they're and they're yeah. And they're going to play at least one playoff game at home.
0: Okay, we'll see. Patriots. I'm going to pick the Colts to go to the Super Bowl though. That's where that's that's a long way to say. I think the Colts are going to the Super Bowl.
1: Death, taxes, and the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. All
0: right. So Jesse has the Patriots, even though he said the Chiefs. <laughs> and they- I did
1: say the Chiefs. No, I'm just yeah. saying, like, <laughs> cause, like if if the Chiefs if the Chiefs make it to the AFC Championship game, I don't think uh, I don't think they lose at home. Why? Uh,
0: because the, a- where does your narrative fit in there? Because that
1: <laughs> you, like if you think playing in Gillette's hard in January, playing in playing in Arrowhead is just as hard. You're right. That's why
0: Marcus Mariota beat him last year. <laughs>
1: Doesn't, they didn't have Mahomes last year. They had Alex
0: Smith. That's fine, but they're still up 23 nothing and lost. Like,
1: yeah, well, they, yeah, they lost 23 nothing because they didn't have Patrick Mahomes.
0: Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I think I think it's wide open either way. I think the only the only confident pick I'm making is that I think the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. If um,
1: the, like I said, if the Patriots have to go to Arrowhead, it's the Chiefs. And if anybody has to go to Gillette, it's the Patriots.
0: All right. That's my uh I have no clue what our next show is gonna be. Probably when they get a coach is when we'll actually do a show and react to it. Uh but Jesse, it's been a fun season. Uh oh, yeah. went a little long this episode because Jesse and I do that sometimes. Uh but this was fun. And guys, enjoy the playoffs. Um we are free from Todd Bowls. So that is one Freedom! that is one uh deep exhale you can make going into the offseason is that you never have to watch another Todd Bowles press conference, another Jeremy Bates play call, and we can move on and move forward with this 22-year-old quarterback, this stud of a safety, and uh, on into the future. Um, Jesse, this has been fun. Uh, This has also been the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. If you dig the show, head over to iTunes, give it a five-star rating and a review. Check us out on all of our other content uh Knicks, Giants, Mets, Yankees, Rangers, Islanders, movies, post credits comes back next week. Brian Wojtanik and I will be talking about our most anticipated films of 2019. Jesse, what is your number 1 most anticipated film of 2019? Uh it's Endgame. It's Endgame. Yeah. So, are you ready for this? I'm going to spoil a little bit of what? my no. my pod. Because uh, oh, we're doing okay. top five most anticipated films of 25, 2019 I don't know if Endgame's on the list.
1: Well, I just that was just the first one I thought of. Right, just the one that like, came. Like, we're me. getting like, a what, new Lion King. What, what some...
0: We're getting a new John Wick. We're getting a new Jordan Peele movie. We're getting a new Star Wars. We're getting yeah. it too we We're getting. I'm actually not. I didn't even, even see the first it. I got to see that. Wait, oh the first it. Okay, the first it yeah. is terrifying.
1: Well the original one I never saw either, but and
0: it, it doesn't hold up like to today. Okay. Neither, like, yeah, you no watch it today, it's like, era, oh, no. that's a clown and that's Tim Curry in makeup. When you yeah. watch <laughs> when you watch it today, it's terrible. When you watch the new it, it's that's a demon clown, and I'm not sleeping with the lights off forever. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I there's there's just a lot that I'm looking forward to. There's also this call me crazy, but there is a Zach Efron. Ted Bundy movie that looks just interesting. I don't know if it's my most anticipated movie, but the fact that Zac Efron's playing Ted Bundy is kind of incredible uh, to turn like the high school musical boy wonder into Ted Bundy is going to be Whoa, interesting.
1: He he pulls off the look.
0: Right. Like that's why I'm intrigued by it. Like Whoa, go to Google and just type in Zac, Zac Efron Ted Bundy. Yo, and that's you're gonna, scary. Like, Oh, so uh, the, the, how, Troy Bolton is now gonna kill dozens of people okay
1: he looks exactly like him
0: so all these takes and more on post credits um, we appreciate you for listening all season Jets fans we'll be back uh, as soon as they hire a head coach but until next time enjoy the playoffs happy new year and Jesse one more time J-E-T-S Jets Jets Jets
1: baby